Well, hello everybody and welcome. My name is DeCourcy Williams and this is the Uplifting Words Podcast. And thank each and every one of you guys for listening to the sound of my voice. I wish you all peace, love, and happiness. Uh, how is everybody doing? First of all, I'd like to say congratulations to LeBron James for winning his fourth uh, NBA championship. Uh, let the debates rage on about who the GOAT is between uh, Michael Jordan and LeBron James. Uh, something I always thought was funny. Michael Jordan retired, what, 20 plus years ago? And we have been struggling to find his replacement ever since. And there's been immense talent coming to the NBA. And uh, we are still looking for the next Jordan. To me, it was Kobe. Kobe was just that guy. He had that killer instinct, that 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 heart of a lion, the eye of the tiger, whatever you want to call it. It's NBA championship. I don't care if he did it with Shaq, did it without Shaq, whatever, whatever. He was an NBA champion. And I think in my eyes, for people that know me, I've been a LeBron James hater for a long time. <laughs> I have not been a fan of LeBron James. I don't even know why. I think it was because when he first came into the league, he kind of declared himself King James and everybody was saying he was the heir apparent to the throne of greatness. And I mean, he had just come out of high school, hadn't played a single NBA game yet, and uh, all these people were hyping him up. So I think from then, I just never really kind of took to LeBron. But this dude had been playing for, what, 17 years now. And he's still competing at a high level. Like 17 years in the NBA We've never seen this before. Most players are kind of like on the decline, like they're chilling out, they're relaxed and they've done with that, whatever there is they're going to do. And they're taking the foot off of the gas. It doesn't seem like he is. Now, I will say I don't think LeBron has that killer instinct. He doesn't have that. I'll rip your heart out of your chest and chew it up and then spit it back out. He doesn't have that. But athletically gifted, like we've never seen this before out of an individual. So. Uh, I think I'm ready to loosen up my little my little hate fest on LeBron James and just, you know, just appreciate the greatness that he is bringing to us and to the NBA on and off of the court. There's no uh, secret that he is really big uh, philanthropically uh, in his home life and with the things he's trying to do with the with the amount of people that he's trying to help. That's very well known. So, uh Big shout out to LeBron James. Congratulations. Um, I'm not a fan yet, but I'm recognizing greatness and we are seeing greatness. Uh, Actually, on top of that, there's many, many stats that he's surpassed Jordan in. I mean, this guy's been to the NBA finals, what, 10 times? I mean, even though Michael did go six and he won all six, well, LeBron has been 10 times and now he's won four. I mean, you know, you can get into semantics about how that percentage is not a good one. Uh, but, you know, there's plenty of other accolades that he has that Michael does not. But anyway, enough of that. I am uh, just going to recognize that he's a great NBA player and stop hating on him so much. <laughs> Even though this was a, a, a weird year with it being the bubble season and COVID going on and it, it was just weird. Everything was just crazy, but these guys were playing like it was their last game they were going to play, and, you know, LeBron came out on top, so congratulations once again, LeBron James, NBA champion. So on top of all of that, 
hope everybody's having a good week. Uh, I hope that people that are, you know, struggling with this whole kids back in school, this like this hybrid model. This week was the first week that schools in my area for my son has uh, done like this hybrid thing. So that I, I think they have students going to classes like uh, Mondays and Wednesdays. And then like the other two days, they'll be virtual uh, something like that. But like I said last week, we decided to keep our son 100% virtual. I uh, just don't want to take that chance. You know, my, my wife is a, uh, she owns a home health care business. And sometimes she comes into contact with elderly people, with sick people, with people who cannot really afford to have their systems compromised. So for us, it was just a better idea just to keep our son at home. Uh, so I hope everybody is uh, dealing with that. Uh, this brand new way of doing things pretty well. Uh, my son seems to be adjusting to it. Uh, he's getting better and better, which is what the only thing we can ask from anybody, you know, day by day is to improve on oneself. And he seems to be doing that. And um, I hope everybody else is having the, the, the same kind of success. Um, so here we are in October. I'm really curious to see what Halloween is going to look like this year, because I don't think that kids are going to be, you know, walking around and doing the trick or treat thing and getting candy from people. Um, it's going to be just interesting just to see how everything is going. So on top of that, very, very important time. It is time to vote. I know a lot of people have already voted early. I know there's a lot of misinformation out there. I know there's a lot of, uh, you know, voter suppression, like for real. Like if you, if you're at the polls and you are, I don't know. If you if you think that you need to watch over everybody that goes in and votes, I mean that's voter suppression, isn't it? If you're doing a protest out in front of the polls, no matter what candidate you're rooting for, if you're trying to impede people from you know taking on their civic duty and voting, then that's voter suppression. I know in this area, uh, the deadline to register or to make sure that your registration was up to date, it came like. Uh, a couple of days ago, I think it was October the 12th or 11th or somewhere in that area. So on the very last day where people were eligible to make sure that their registrations were correct, there was like a, a power line or some kind of information line that was cut in Richmond. And that caused like the entire system to go down, not only the voting system, but apparently the DMV went down like a whole bunch of city and, uh, and uh, government services went down. And they say it was accidentally cut. I think somebody let slip that it was intentionally cut. But, you know, here in Virginia, we had to extend the time to register to vote because of I mean, so I mean, what is that? That's voter suppression. Why? Why are people trying to stop people from voting? Like people have already made up their minds, like the election, the actual election day is November 3rd. And we're, we're like right here on it. So I, I don't I don't understand these tactics to try to not allow people to vote. And you got uh, people wanting to mail in their ballots um, funny thing is, I, I've always wondered why, uh, this year, Donald Trump has always said, uh, he's, he's talking about voter suppression and people with mail-in ballots just open the floodgates for, uh, voters, um, uh, for illegal voting or for, um, fraudulent voting or whatever he calls it. But my thing is we have relied on the U S postal service for as long as I can remember. People getting insurance checks, people getting insurance information, people getting simple letters, people getting whatever they can through the United States Postal Service. And now all of a sudden there's this this widespread voter fraud. Like He keeps saying that even though there's no evidence, like there hasn't been anybody being caught doing it. Um, 
The only thing that we see is happening, though, is tactics being used to make it harder for people to vote, um, making all these hoops that people have to jump through. And if there is like uh, people want to mail in their ballots, there are these b ballot drop off boxes and uh, but the boxes are being taken away from some from certain areas, which I, I don't understand. Um, and you can guess where a lot of those boxes are being removed from, by the way. Uh, hint, hint, they're not in any affluent neighborhoods. Uh, or in affluent areas. And then when people are voting, like you've already seen people like voting early, it's taking them hours and hours to vote. Like people are just sharing on social media, like they stand in line for 10 hours to vote, but they're saying nothing's going to deter them. They're going to get there. They're going to uh, do their civic duty and get it taken care of no matter what. But uh, I've never had that issue uh, where I live. Uh, very grateful, very thankful for that. But but some people, I mean, they are. I take my hat off to them because they are going to get out and vote no matter what. But it shouldn't be that hard to vote. Like you know, you show up, you show your ID, you do your vote, you're done. It takes like thirty seconds, really. Um, and people to have to wait in a line for like 10, 11 hours, like that's just absolutely ridiculous. Um, so on the one end. I believe that a lot of people are voting this year. A lot of people that didn't vote last time, uh, maybe even some people that have never voted before in their life. But the important thing is exercise your right. Get out and vote. Find out what information that you need to find out, because, you know, every city, every state is different. You've got different instructions. You've got different things that you need to make sure that you get taken care of. Make sure that you vote. And I know a lot of people think that, you know, maybe their vote doesn't matter. Um, apparently, last election, the person that won the popular vote did not actually win the presidency. And I know that's frustrating, but that still doesn't take away that we all have a civic duty to to do and we need to get it taken care of. So everybody get out and vote, 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 please vote. Um, so with that being said. I'm going to take a quick break and I'll be right back with this episode of the Uplifting Words podcast. Hey everybody, DeCourcy Williams here and I have a quick question for you. Are you interested in wine? Do you enjoy drinking a glass every now and again? Have you ever gone to the grocery store and just been overwhelmed with the amount of selections that you can choose from? Well, I think I may have a solution for you. Let me introduce you to Wine Ambassador. Wine Ambassador's vision is to become the number one wine club in the world through word of mouth marketing. If you click on the link in the show notes description, you'll be taken to an area where you can learn a little bit more about this amazing company. We have different ways that you can be a part of this company and you can earn wine for free. And on top of that, you can earn a pretty sizable income as well. So if you're interested in turning your love of wine into a profitable business, you can contact me on Instagram under Corsi the Wine Lover, or just send me a message here on the podcast. I'd be more than happy to answer any questions for you. Thank you very much. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back. Thank you very much for sticking with me. And today uh, I want to talk about something that I found incredibly interesting. So uh, I'm going to start off this podcast by saying I watched on Netflix 
the uh, documentary called The Social Dilemma. And if anybody has not seen that yet, I would highly suggest you go take a look uh, because it does uh, highlight uh, kind of a pressing problem that I think is going on and something that we always uh, kind of knew was going on in our hearts and in our minds, but, you know, something that we might not want to face up to. So the documentary is actually uh, told by the people that started up these social media companies like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and um, uh, how they talk about how these the, all this technology was designed to help us out as people. It was designed to, you know, keep us in touch with our family. Um, maybe, uh, I mean, I guess, you know, what, whatever they had in mind for it, what's happening with it now was not even on their radar of what could happen with it. So, uh, they kind of talk about like the realities of the algorithm and how the AI basically, and all of these platforms is getting better and better at anticipating what we like, what we want, what we shop for, what type of posts to see. Uh, so it was something that I kind of always knew, but they said that, you know, where if you go in Google and you just type in climate change is, and you know how you'll get like these suggested, uh, suggested uh, completions to your thought, uh, depending on where you live, you'll get like a different, uh, a different scenario. So like, and, and I kind of did it yesterday. Uh, I need to find somebody else to kind of bounce this off of. But when I typed in climate change is the very first suggestion that I got was real. And um, uh, 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 the second one was like a, a real danger. Uh, you know, somebody else that uh, might search for uh, things that are contrary to that belief. If they were to type in climate change is they might get fake or a hoax, or uh, something man-made, you know, something like that. And it's always something that I knew, because if you've ever listened to the podcast before, you'll remember the time where, um, before we purchased an air fryer, me and my wife were sitting in our living room talking about it. Um, we weren't, our phones weren't even open. We were actually having a conversation about it. Um, and like 20 minutes later, my wife picks up her phone, goes to Facebook, and then suddenly ads for air fryers started to appear on her Facebook feed. And, um, it was something that we, I kind of always knew what was happening because, you know, sometimes I have a conversation and the thing that I have a conversation about suddenly just pop up and either, whether it be Google, uh, I'm starting to notice it on Instagram too, but Facebook for sure. Uh, just try it one time. If you haven't already noticed it, um, like, have a conversation with somebody in your household and talk about like one particular thing. And you keep talking about that same thing and see if you don't go to your Facebook feed a couple minutes later and you start to see some ads for it in your newsfeed. Uh, so on the documentary though, they were talking about how this algorithm or all these social media platforms are, are predicting what to put in front of you in order to keep you on that platform longer and longer. Uh, and then, of course, the end of it was talking about all the political discourse and uh, 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 people like like any hate speech. So, like, if you do one search for one thing that might be related to hate speech, you'll start to get suggestions for groups that you can join. You'll start to get uh, advertisements for certain products. And, and it won't be the same thing that I would see. It would be something totally different. 
and it was it was kind of interesting. You know how people arguing on Facebook, and somebody will say that that line that I cannot stand. They'll say, "Wake up! Don't you see what's going on?" Well, if you get all your news from Facebook and Twitter, and and, and whatever news outlet you look at, no, you're you're not going to see the other side. Because the the algorithm of these social media platforms has done a superb job in not giving us news, because I don't think that's what we're actually looking for. I think us as humans, we're looking for confirmational bias. We're looking for that thing that's going to justify how we think and how we feel. And how does Facebook know how we think and how we feel? It's done by what we look up. It's done by the videos that we click on. Uh, they say that there's like an algorithm that actually keeps track of how long you watch certain videos or well, all your videos, basically. So if you're watching a video on Facebook, like there's something tracking how long you're watching that video. And depending on how long you're watching it, they will throw more stuff in your direction that's related to that video. Man, like it's it's so crazy. Um, And by the time I got done watching the documentary, I was like, we really are living in the Matrix. We are living in a kind of this artificial created world and it's being created by our our social media accounts. Um, And that goes for like whether or not you think climate change is real. It's for whether or not you support Donald Trump or Joe Biden. Like it doesn't matter what side of the coin you fall on. Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all of them, they're getting paid by the advertisers just to keep you on their platform. So it's in their best interest to keep your eyes on your screen for as long as possible. Um, and there was a couple of uh, like me being an online marketer. There were some things that I had to learn about that, that same thing. Uh, they tell you when you run a, a specific ad for Facebook, the, the whole idea of the ad is to keep people on that platform for as long as possible. Same thing with Instagram and Pinterest, like all of them. They all kind of do the same thing, by the way. So it doesn't matter if you're talking about TikTok or Pinterest or Reddit or any of them. They all kind of follow the same model. I'm just I'm just kind of bashing on Facebook because that's the biggest. That's the one that's been collecting the majority of the information on us besides Google uh, for the longest. And, um, like I said, these, these algorithms are getting really good at predicting what we want to see in our newsfeed. And so once you, you know, that rabbit hole that they talk about, you, you watch one thing on YouTube and then all of a sudden, next thing you know, you got a suggestion for something else and Ooh, that looks interesting. You watch that video. The next thing you know, it could be 20 minutes, 30 minutes gone by. And you've watched like all of these little six, seven, eight minute videos and you just watch them back to back to back. And all next thing you know, your suggested list is full of whatever it is that you search for like half an hour ago. Um, and it's really easy to get drawn into that that rabbit hole. Uh, something else they were talking about, too, about Facebook. Uh, they, they have the guy up there that invented the like button for Facebook. He had no idea that uh, the young people of this generation would base their self-worth on getting likes or getting hearts or things like that. Um, man, like this this documentary was just wicked crazy. Something else I noticed too, each and every one that they interviewed for the documentary, they said that their children are expressly forbidden from using social media. Now, if that doesn't tell you something 
I don't know what will. The people that created all the stuff that we're all addicted to won't let their children have it. Uh, I remember famously Steve Jobs, uh, when he came up with the idea for the iPhone, he kind of probably knew where it was heading. He wouldn't let his kids have an iPhone, even though he was the one that made it and was making a profit off of it for everybody else. So um, that's definitely something to watch. Like if you bump into somebody that's like part of that Silicon Valley family, uh, if they don't let their kids play with it or do it or be a part of it, then it's probably a good indicator that you shouldn't let yours either. Uh, especially now, and it's not like we can put the genie back into the bottle. Like, I, I don't think it's going to get easier. I think it's just going to progress. And yes, this is just one of those things um, that us as a society, we're going to have to learn how to deal with it um, because it could have some real life repercussions. Like if you remember a couple years ago, that whole Pizzagate thing, um, and it was this guy who kind of, and nobody knows where this uh, conspiracy theory started from. Uh, but somebody was under the impression that there was a pizzeria in Washington, D.C. that had a basement. And when you went into this pizzeria and ordered like a some sort of pizza, uh, it was some kind of secret code, special instructions to say that you wanted a, a trafficked child. And this conspiracy theory just kind of grew wings. It got it got stronger and stronger. Uh, it was a whole bunch of groups on Facebook of, of people that agreed with that conspiracy theory. And then the next thing you know, this guy shows up at this pizza place in D.C. with a gun. I can't remember if he shot somebody or something. I think maybe he fired like a warning shot in the air or something. But in his mind, he was going to the pizza gallery to free some children that were in the basement. The building didn't even have a basement. <laughs> so... He was he was so far into the rabbit hole that he actually believed that mess. Now, people say that it's up to the companies like Facebook and Twitter to monitor uh, like the hate speech and the uh, conspiracy theories and make sure that it doesn't get out of control. Um, unfortunately, that's not that easy of a task because, you know, people hiding behind their amendments and. Uh, freedom of speech and, you know, free the right to bear arms like people always kind of throw that stuff up, uh, even though it could be damaging to someone else. Like, it's always funny to me that people uh, will jump back to these amendments um, when it's convenient for them. But when it's trampling over the rights of somebody else, it's kind of like, oh, oh well, whatever. It, that doesn't mean anything. But anyway, so this guy gets arrested because he shows up in D.C. with a gun thinking that he's freeing some children from some basement at a, at a pizza store that that doesn't exist. And I, I remember it was a whole lot of people that saying like the Clintons were responsible for this whole thing. Uh, the Clintons owned the pizza gallery. They were the one that funded the building of the basement and they were trafficking children in and out of this place. I mean, it was it was wild and crazy conspiracy theories and the people that created or the people on this documentary that uh, were involved with creating the social media that were so uh, entranced with uh, they said that was just the algorithm of Facebook doing what it was designed to do if you type in anything that has anything to do with any kind of conspiracy theories you'll start getting messages and uh, suggestions for groups that you can join of people that think along those same lines um, I mean, it's a perfect example of something that was uh, created with the best of intentions, but we are now seeing like how just how wrong or how far to the left it can go. Um, so I, I would say. And man, I feel like so, 
So I feel like so bad because, you know, we, we just got my 11 year old son a, a device. Uh, it's something that we monitor closely. Like he doesn't have any uh, like locks on it that we don't have access to or anything like that. And me and my wife check it like all the time. But he likes TikTok videos. He likes people dancing and like doing, you know, little silly things on TikTok. And I don't blame him. Some of those people are really, really funny. Um, but unfortunately, I think it's kind of already got him on the path of some algorithm somewhere uh, keeping track of what videos he's watching and in the future, like what kind of ad to send him. It's like, it's like us as human beings, we don't stand a chance We're we're facing against these supercomputers that, that can outmaneuver us, that can outthink us and that can move faster than we can. And it's just, it's just our, it, it preys on our, and I wouldn't say praise it's, um, in an effort to keep our eyes on that particular social media platform, it does everything that it can in order to keep our attention there. That's what it does. And uh, and that's like showing you ads or showing you pictures of your friends or, you know, every time we, if you go to your Facebook feed, like, like if you're on your phone and you drag it down and it refreshes it, it'll show you a brand new set of a set of a, a brand new feed and you drag it down again. And release it to refresh it. It'll show you something else. Like you can keep doing that all day. And you'll get a little bit of different variation of stuff that it'll show you. And once again, that's the algorithm trying to do whatever it can to keep your attention there uh, instead of focusing on anything else. So I came across this interesting quote thinking about that, too. Uh, the quote says people were meant to be loved. Things were created to be used. And the world is in so much chaos right now because things are being loved and people are being used. Uh, and unfortunately, it is up to each one of us because I'm, the tech companies, they aren't going to do it, unfortunately, uh, because that's how they make their money. And it's a little thing of like profit ruling over all. So I don't care how many times Mark Zuckerberg stands in front of the uh, the what is that council that he stands in front of and he gets grilled for questioning you know what? Side note too. like all these people that get brought in front of Congress for this eight, nine, 10 hour question grilling session like this. This new woman is being uh, brought up for Supreme Court justice. Uh, they did the same thing with uh, Brett Kavanaugh before he got appointed. Like they can sit in these 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 meetings or whatever. They can not answer questions. They can answer questions, but I've never seen anybody get like denied for the thing that they were up for or get prosecuted by any answers that they've given. So what's the use of these people going in front of these committees to answer these questions? Like, is it just to get information out? Because when they grilled Mark Zuckerberg, if they really thought that he was guilty of anything, they could have arrested him right then and there. Right. Just like this woman that Trump has put up for uh, the, the Supreme Court uh, justice seat. Um which another thing I think is like this whole thing is horrible. Like Ruth Bader Ginzer just passed away and they were already jockeying to see who's going to go into her seat next. Like, like that just does not sit well with me. Like it was the same exact day that it was announced that she had died. And it was already like GOP has their nominations. They're going to announce on Friday who's going to take her place. I'm like, come on, man. She just passed away. But anyway, um, 
when Mark Zuckerberg was sitting in front of this council answering questions and he was saying that Facebook was going to try to do a better job of, of curtailing the false information and hate speech and wrong narratives. Unfortunately, it still gets out there. Um, I don't think it should be. Well, it should be up to the tech companies to kind of try to do something. But unfortunately, with as with anything in life, it's up to us individually. It's us up to us to teach our children that their self-worth is not in a blue thumb. <laughs> like your people's self-worth is more than the comments that they get on that picture that they shared. Uh, these young girls doing these these duck face photos. For number one, that's not what you look like normally anyway. Number two, you're worth more than somebody liking a photo of you like. And they showed a chart, too, about how uh, young, young, like preteen girls having to go through therapy or like the suicide rates of these young children. And they show like the incredible spike in numbers that has happened like back in 2009 when social media was really kind of proliferated on their social on uh, uh, mobile devices. It's just like uh, it's just like these kids, our kids didn't stand a chance. So what can we do about it? Uh, obviously, we can limit the time that we are on social media. And this is for our kids and for the adults. Um, try to limit that time. Uh, number two. Don't have your devices in bed. I know I'm guilty of that. Me and my wife is guilty of that. Um, but have a time where your device is not in the bedroom with you. Like go to sleep peacefully. Uh, and then the flip side of that is don't wake up. And the first thing you do is check your your social media feed. Um, first thing you should be doing when you get up in the morning is, you know, getting that stretch, getting some water in your system, uh, getting your body moving, getting it ready for the day. You know, things like that. Uh, taking in some kind of motivational, inspirational words or music or whatever. Um, or something else, you know, some of the people were saying that they weren't allowing their kids to be to partake in any social media. So they were like in high school. Uh, they were saying, you know, middle school is rough enough. But but then what are you supposed to do when your kids is like, all my friends in class have one. I want one, too. <laughs> Man, anybody that's a parent that hears that, like, it's, I think it's kind of hard. Maybe it's just me, but it's kind of hard to deny your kids when they, you know, and you know that other kids in the school have it, even if it's not everybody. It could be just like three or four kids that have something. I know I did that to my parents when I was, uh, when I was younger and it kind of worked. Um, even though they would say, well, I'm not so-and-so and such and such as parents. I don't care what they have, but you know, next thing you know, they were giving me the thing that I asked for. So anybody who's a parent knows that little trap that we all fall into. Um, but yeah, man, like, uh, try to limit that, that time that your kid spends on social media. And some people weren't even giving it to their kids till they were in high school. Um, and, and the biggest thing is that parents need to play a bigger role in letting their kids know that their self-worth is not tied to likes and comments. Because uh, there are some kids that are, you know, doing YouTube videos and uh, they're like writing blogs and things like that. But you got to learn that just because somebody gives you a thumbs down or they say something stupid, uh, that does not determine like who you are. Uh, when we're younger, you know, our world is small and we think if something if somebody says anything negative about us, that could be like, you know, 
oh my god my why my world is shattered and it was it was weird too the perfect example in that documentary this young girl she was posting pictures of herself on, on it it was like you know made up social media and she was getting a ton of comments saying oh my god girl you look so cute you're gorgeous and then the emoji with the hard eyes and then one comment was like can you cover up your ears? And they put an emoji of an elephant with the ear sticking out. Trying to, I guess trying to say she had big ears or they were clowning her about her ears. I'm like literally that one comment. And then it was just like a stream of more. You're so cute. You're, 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 you're gorgeous. You look so good. Things like that. But that one negative comment haunted that young lady in that documentary. I know it was kind of, it was filmed. It was staged. I know, but that's how it works in real life. Like we, we can get all the positive comments. That one negative thing is what we harp on. That's what we remember. I've always wondered why we are like that. It's just one of those things in human nature. Uh, you could hear how pretty you are, how good you are, how worthy you are. But you hear that one negative, And it could be one negative comment that has nothing to do with what you posted for. It could be somebody saying like, you know, you got crooked toes. <laughs> and and you're doing a post about uh, a shampoo and how how full of life your hair looks and somebody looks at a picture of you and you're just like oh your toe is crooked <laughs> and that's be the thing that we harp on and it'll like it'll cause us to feel some kind of way so um us as parents with our kids and us trying to you know uh with ourselves we need to try to limit the amount of time that we spend on social media. We also need to let our kids know that their self-worth is much more than what anybody can say or any kind of emoji that they can get on social media. So that's what I have for you guys today. Uh, I, I think this, uh, I think it would never be a good time next week to do like a whole expose on the matrix. You know, when the matrix first came out, man, I think it got so popular because maybe people's lives weren't where they wanted to be. They thought it was so bad and people were looking for like a reason why life wasn't going their way. And, you know, the idea that we're living in a simulation and none of this is real anyway, that kind of comforts people. So I might talk about that next week. I was always a big fan of The Matrix, by the way. One of my favorite movies, the first one. Second one was real cool too, but good Lord, that first one, psh explaining some of why things happen in life or what go what's going on in life that's not real come on man that is that is a great movie concept um but yeah it's kind of like we're in the matrix and uh just like when morpheus was talking to neo and he said there are some people they don't want to wake up from the system they want to stay in it and they will do whatever it takes to stay in that system they'll fight for it they'll kill for it they'll die for it and that's kind of what we got going on now. So uh, be careful, everybody out there. Make sure that you really research any information that you get. Um, uh, one thing that I like to do, too, is I like to follow people that have different opinions from myself. Like I've said before, like I follow Ben Shapiro and Candace Owens. Like I, I listen to what they say because I like to know how people with differing opinions think and what they're saying to, to certain people. Um, I like to get both sides. Yeah, I like to listen. I like to watch CNN, but I also watch Fox because I, I want to get their perspective on things, too. And that's, you know, polar opposites of where you get information from. So um, that's another suggestion that I have for you guys. But other than that, guys, be safe out there. Be careful. Let's guard our kids. Uh, let's make sure that um, 
we try to bring them up as happy and as healthy as possible. So with that, thank you guys very much for listening to me. I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Don't forget, follow me on my various forms of social media. I'm on Instagram at Corsi the Wine Lover. Um, shout out to Wine Ambassador, by the way, man. I just got another shipment. And if you if you get a chance to join a wine club, Wine Ambassador is it. They're, they keep sending us these incredible, incredible wines. Last night, me and my wife had a steak, uh, and we had this, uh, and I forgot the name of the wine already, but it was another Cabernet Sauvignon. I think it was Kenneth Jones was the name of it. Like, if you go to my Instagram feed, you'll, you'll see it because I took a picture of it. But, um, man, just wine after wine is just incredible. And you're just thinking, like, some people, they go to restaurants, and they just drop, like, $100, $150 on one bottle of wine. And being a part of Wine Ambassador, I kind of understand why. Like, if it's this good, like, if it gives you these kind of feelings and these kind of memories, just, like, enjoying a simple meal, like, the whole thing can be flipped around with a great bottle of wine. It's crazy. So, find out more information about that. You can get in. You can get wine shipped to your house. If you want to be, like, an actual ambassador where you can make some money by doing so, you can do that, too. But even if you just want to experience some wine, just get into the club as a customer and get you four bottles of wine shipped to your house. Like, it's crazy. Uh, crazy how good this stuff is. So, thank you guys very much. I am on Facebook and Twitter and TikTok and on reddit you know all of the social media platforms that i said uh <laughs> that, that these guys from this documentary uh said uh, stay away from um but it's all about managing that time it's all about moderation uh, so keep that in mind guys have a wonderful weekend thank you very much and i will talk to you in the next one